welcome to Progressive Mindset Podcast. My name is Natalie Potts, business coach and mentor, and each week I'll bring you an inspiring personal message to help you unlock creating a living life full of energy, action, impact, and happiness. And today I'm welcoming on Seema. Seema and I are going to discuss some amazing thought processes, how she got into coaching, the benefit of coaching in leading high-performance teams. Seema has over 13 years experience working with Sony Pictures and she's going to share her journey of how she got into sales, how she came about coaching and most importantly how she really drives high performance. You are going to love this episode. Enjoy. So thank you Seema for joining me today. Uh, Really privileged to have you on and sharing your success and your journey. So on the kind of journey part there, share with us a little bit about you, how you got into coaching and, and what you love about coaching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So in terms of my uh, career, I've been in media for almost 20 years. Um, So after my MBA, I got into a media organization. This was in India. I worked there for a few years. And then when I moved to UK, I had an opportunity to work with Sony Pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been with them for almost uh, almost 14 years before I decided to move on. And during this process, I've had, uh, you know, I've had to set up teams uh, in UK, in uh, South Africa, uh, in India. So uh, there was a lot of interaction and a lot of uh, training to be done, mentoring and coaching to be done as a part of training your team. And that's that, and that I think probably drew me to get my diploma in coaching with Coaching Academy. Um, so I did uh, the personal performance coaching and the corporate and executive coaching to build my skills further. And also um, during that whole journey, I felt um, that I picked up a lot of new skills and uh, also realized my own uh, weaknesses, you know, <laughs> and how to develop that uh, and improve that further. Yeah, great. It's, that's really interesting about the part where you say about building skills and that real focus. And it is, and I was writing something today about the fact that, you know, investing in yourself is absolutely key. And I was also sharing with someone earlier in the week that like, when you sometimes get into coaching, you, you find that your network changes and you start yes. to be around people very similar. And, and some, in some ways, that's great, absolutely. But other ways, you have to be mindful of that you start at comparisonitis or you start thinking that actually everybody thinks that way. And actually, majority of people still don't have a growth mindset or mm. they don't realise the investment in investing in themselves. They see it as a, like, exactly that, a cost. And, and it's really interesting. And I love it how you put across it. You know, we're still focusing on ourselves and, and our limitations as well and how important that is. And sometimes, I, you know, I, I do predominantly think it's our strengths we need to focus on. But I also, you know, know people say you have to focus on your strengths and your weaknesses or your weaknesses, not your strengths. I do think that you have to be mindful and aware of your weaknesses and yes. and be working on them with your strengths. Uh, I guess what kind of, if you be quite vulnerable, what skills and weaknesses have you found through doing the academy that you've wanted to work on? I think uh, I there was a lot of me being a sales leader and being the go-getter uh, to uh, assume that everyone in my team would be of similar mindset, uh, you know, would go out of your way, uh, would try and, you know, do uh, 
selling in the same way as you do. Uh, so probably you're trying to create a mini clone of yourself in your team and you see them as similar to you, but it's, it's not necessary. Each one has their own strength and being aware of that uh, and being, uh, you know, having a inclusive mindset that they come up with some amazing skill set over there. And that, it took me a long while to realize that uh, because I was trying to create uh, someone um, not uh, who does not have to go through all the challenges that I had to and try to create a path for them to progress um, mm -hmm. in the same lines as I did uh, without reinventing the wheel. But sometimes you feel that uh, they may need to do that. You know, they may need to go through that inventing the wheel and understanding what their own requirements are, what their goals are, and seeing if this fits in with their personal goals too. Um, and that's been an amazing journey for me. Yeah, uh, that's really, really key, I think, because I know when managing teams, especially like I've done corporate exec as well and, and led teams, and you get the feedback, but they're not like you they aren't you and I know at first when I heard that years ago I was like well they should be <laughs> they should have the mindset they should have the drive why they're a leader if they're not but people don't and it's our job then like you say us to look at our, our skills and how we take them on that journey and help them and empower them inspire them engage them to become a better leader but I also think there's a part of it that you have to be very self-aware yourself that you know that parallel of helping others versus your development because there's also people it's not as direct as they want to pull us down but because maybe they see something in us that they want to be as well it's a well they're not like you or maybe you need to slow down and it's actually well no maybe you need to speed up and they need to focus more but you see what I mean sometimes that's where it becomes very you have to be very self-aware of how you are and how you want to be. Otherwise, you can let people's opinions and um, biases or whatever then start to impact what you really want. And actually being very driven, ambitious, sometimes that's where you can start to see the, um, the negative associations those, those ideas can have, can't they? Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think, uh, I mean, uh, if you're if you're driven and you're ambitious doesn't mean that the others are not. Uh, mm -hmm. Probably the way they would reach or approach the same goal or the same vision that you're working towards may be different. And that's absolutely fine because that's their, uh, those are their skill sets and those that's their value system, isn't it? Uh, so you work with that, ensuring that the vision is the same and we're working towards the same cause. Um, and, and give them the chance to grow as individuals too. Um, it took a long time for me to realize that, mm -hmm. uh, but um, it's 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 interesting because uh, when you say that you keep on your path, absolutely, because you have drawn a, a goal path for yourself, you know what you want to achieve, you keep at it. There will be a lot of hurdles that come in the way, you have to change your track sometimes, but you will eventually reach the goal that you've set for yourself. Mm -hmm. And And I guess every individual has to go through that themselves too um, you know I cannot set the goal for them uh, they need to find what is their ultimate goal uh, while at the work in the workspace you work towards the numbers I mean in sales it's all about numbers that you deliver but at the same time help the person progress in whatever uh, they want to mm. yeah and there's so much proven science and research behind that element of 
you know, I know in neuroscience about the kind of six things that a healthy mind needs and, you know, a person needs in life, like social connection, great exercise, looking at, you know, and your mental well-being as well. Um, and, and those areas are really key that you have to focus on and help others to focus on as well. It's more than just, like you say, yes, results. But there's a lot behind empowering people with, like you said, the compelling vision of you're all on the same journey and, and going there together, especially yeah. in teams and people. You can't just be solo. You're only as good, you know, say you're only as good as your own your team as well. Yes, true. That's key. Do you use, are you looking to build a business, your own business of coaching or are you looking to implement what you've learned and continue doing sales? Um, so I do have, uh, I've joined a coaching organization called Headstride, uh, where I'm helping with uh, the strategy bit as well as, um, you know, the, the sales element has been ingrained in me for over 20 years. So, uh, you know, helping the organization grow. Um, I do conduct programs too. Um, so, you know, programs such as Rediscovering Agreement, which is about conflict resolution, uh, about using mindfulness, call attention to it's about using mindfulness and meditation as a decompression tool, which I found was very useful for me, especially in stressful times um, and, and, and very relevant in today's times when you've been, uh, you are doing more of virtual meetings, you know, where you're meeting over Zooms and Teams uh, and the other uh, platforms and not as much of face-to-face -face interactions. Um, how do you then use these techniques to decompress yourself. So that's another workshop I do. And then of course, goal setting and uh, um, you know, finding your stride, where do you want to go uh, and progress further on that. So these are some of the workshops that I have done and I really enjoy doing those. Um, so I would continue uh, with that, but at the same time, I miss sales. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been looking at um, a technology firms uh, because that's one area where I would love to develop my skills further and uh, expo ex exploring opportunities in that space and building my tech skills. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It, it's out that just kind of proves the point, isn't it? That there is no end destination. It's just, you're always on to another thing, isn't it? And what else can I learn? And and how do I better myself? And I think that's when you look at different associated terms of what happiness and success can mean to you. Because it can, and actually, it can change. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. Um, What's the name? Of it? it was um, oh goodness. Um, I can't remember what's his name. Someone Saeed. It's completely escaped me. And he wrote he wrote the book Black Box Thinking, but he was on a podcast I was listening to as a guest. Right. And um, he was sharing about the fact that he he doesn't actually know potentially what the meaning of success means to him still. And I think we look at people think, well, you know, well, it's easy and things like that. And and it, or when somebody says um, they don't know what it means, so like, well, why wouldn't you know what it means? But sometimes we don't. And it, and I think there's a there's a healthy appetite that it can change dependent on our experiences where we're at, we're at in life as well and same as our values do yes absolutely I fully agree I mean uh, they say that a, a mind that has been stretched can never go back 
right? Uh-huh. So once you have exposed yourself to new ideas, new concepts, your mind grows, uh, opens out new avenues and things uh, may change over time. You you change as a person every day that you interact with someone. Um, so yes, uh, success, I think, probably would be the journey that you're at, not the end destination. Uh, uh, you know, every uh, opportunity you get to learn something new, uh, grab it uh, because you don't know where that's going to take you ahead in life. I, I The reason I was very interested in technology was I read um, or heard somewhere that, uh, you know, 20 years back in a particular organization, big organization, tech organization, there was 36% of women in that organization. And today, after 20 years, it's dropped down to 24%. And, and that's, that's, uh, that's amazing. I mean, you would have thought it would have grown you know, the percentage would have increased, but it's on the contrary, which means there's still some barriers that um, women go through. And that's one space I want to help. Uh, and and I think I can only help un- if I know it myself too, right? Uh, which yeah. is why I want to get into it, understand what are the challenges, and then probably coach women who are exploring leadership positions who are exploring to migrate into technology, um, but hesitant because they're waiting for 90% of their skill set to match a, a, a resume requirement, uh, you know, rather than taking 50% match and then upskilling themselves and jumping and learning on, on the go. Mm. So yeah, that's something which uh, um, I'm very happy to support uh, women uh, to take those challenges up. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. And, um, you know, I'm part of a leadership team and I think I now form 10% of, of it, that female, mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. that level. And uh, that's, that's staggering, isn't it? And uh, my, my biggest argument with everything is, because I'm so I'm massively passionate about it, like you, you just said, um, is that, you know, you're, you're right with the barriers, but you keep talking the barriers and we keep talking about what they are and how do we overcome them. And we're not doing the next step in embedding them and we're not seeing them um, come to life and we're not seeing people role model them and we're not seeing what could work and what doesn't work out of them. So an example is talking about, you know, we're saying that females can work part time in a business that's very challenging, mm-hmm. demanding. It, you know, years ago, it wouldn't work very well when that was our outlook. It doesn't really work. And now it's a how do we make it work? It's a barrier. But what do we do? Where do we see it? Where is it working well? What are they doing that makes it work well? What are the people like? What are their qualities? What are their skill sets? What else do we need to do then if it's possible somewhere where it, you know, what could be the obstacles? What's the solution? And that's a big term I've used recently. This is the problem. Right, great. What's the solution? And 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 just that proactiveness to give mm. to go and see what works and that freedom that if it fails, it fails. And if it doesn't turn out right, okay, great. It doesn't, this didn't go well. But then the pace and the drive to change that there and then, opposed to just letting it continue and just really understanding things better. And I think you have to have people role modeling that more. Mm. To really I, 
Yeah, I fully understand. I fully agree with what you're saying. I mean, you know, uh, whoever is in the leadership role has to drive that, drive mm -hmm. that movement to be role models for others and uh, provide mentoring for them, provide sponsorships for women who are aspiring to be in uh, leadership roles and, and pave the way for them to move ahead. Um, I, I remember when I was the sales head uh, for, uh, for television channels, across multiple territories amongst 45 or 60 odd uh, channels that were there I was probably the only female sales head um, and I had to shout twice to have my voice heard amongst a group of uh, testosterone <laughs> male uh, counterparts um, but but that didn't stop me nor did it stop my uh, um, my seniors to have that faith in me uh, you know, so once I believe that once you once you're aware of your capabilities and once you know that you can do it, um, then it should not stop you from dreaming big. Uh, and that's something I would love to tell to all the youngsters and all the uh, students who are probably coming out of their universities now that go after your dreams and, and keep working. I mean, don't expect overnight success. That is never possible, even for entrepreneurs when they start their organizations. Uh, probably one out of 10 succeeds, uh, you know, but doesn't stop them from trying again, you know keep at it and keep uh, learning and keep exploring and have that confidence. Uh, when you mentioned about working from home, I think before, uh, uh, before the pandemic forced organizations to look at that option, uh, th uh, there were uh, friends I knew who were not given the option of working one day from home. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and they, they were expected to be at the workplace. But uh, lockdown happened and overnight the organization had to set up systems in place to make that happen, isn't it? So I guess sometimes things change for the better mm -hmm. because they realize the importance uh, and it has helped a lot of people to step back and understand what is really important in your life. You know, how do you create that balance? Uh, but that doesn't mean that you completely exclude yourself from meeting others because there's a lot of uh, learning and interaction that happens uh, when you meet other people too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that's my two bits on it. Yeah, no, I love it. So, so much within that. I guess one other question I have really is around the um, coaching side where you mentioned conflict, co con coaching conflict, um, because I often think that, and I'm, you know, it's, it's not appreciated enough what it is. And so many problems arise in business and life because of conflict and because there's no clarity and expectation of what, you know, whether it's a relationship, what people want in a relationship, whether it, and it, whether it's business, whether it's, are you clear of the expectation, what you've got to deliver? Yeah. And, and that's when you get conflicts arise. And the amount of situations I've been in where I've been doing, you know, appeals or whatever and understanding, the, you know, what's got to a point of even potential tribunals and things is, it's a it's that level of lack of understanding and conflict and and it is really key isn't it it is absolutely and rather than using the term conflict i would probably say disagreement uh, you know and 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 the whole idea is how do you rediscover this agreement between people because when you join an organization you don't come with the intent of you know i am going to create these kind of trips you come with an idea of yes we are all going to work together we are going to be there yeah. in the team and take it ahead but eventually your values uh, your communication skills uh, they they form they 
you know, you find that there's dissonance in that. And an organization which does not recognize that and try to uh, bring those teams together to work uh, together um, will then find it uh, very difficult in the long run. But having said that, dissonance is important, right? You need to have that disagreement for new thoughts and new ideas to come through. Because if everyone is in agreement, that you know it, that that organization cannot grow. You cannot come up with new concepts and new ideas. So um, it's it's when things become very personal that's when the issue rises. Mm-hmm. Um, when when any any disagreement is taken personally by people uh, without considering this as a, a work requirement, then the issue starts. Uh, coming up and and then there are people who try to repress um, who want to avoid conflict at any cost so they will not make their voice uh, heard uh, they keep repressing and at some point um, it breaks out uh, you know you can't repress ideas and concepts to such an extent that you are no longer able to work in that environment um, so yeah it's the very interesting concepts around uh, how do you rediscover the agreement with people uh, within your team, between other teams, between organizations, and also between you and technology too, uh, with AI coming in, with uh, machine learning uh, making its appearance in almost all parts of your organization. How do you bring that agreement with technology and not have that uh, that dissonance that AI is here to take away your jobs or AI is here to prove you're weak? isn't that, right? How do you then work together uh, with that to make, uh, upskill yourself to become much stronger persons uh, that you are? Yeah, that's really interesting. And that shows the power of what I love about collaborating and working and meeting new people like yourself, because you, you start to hear things differently, things are reframed. And, you know, just the fact like you just saying there simply is look at conflict as disagreement. And now I'll, I know I'll take that away. With you. What does that mean to me? And how could I use that? Could where language is so powerful, how could I use that to help someone in a different way of understanding what I might term as conflict? It's, you know, like we say, you could say goals, but people don't like the word goals. They like focus, objectives, aspiration. You know, how could you use that language to better help somebody and that then goes back to like we know with you know personality profiling disc is yes understanding yourself but actually when you're working with someone the, the priority is to understand how they work and how you get the best out of them from your right. style and that again this just shows the power of language coaching and bu- the building relationships part and just you know that's why I love the fact that it is so powerful having a strong network of people that get it people that are where you want to be hmm as, as well to push you and make you think challenge the way you think on things mm. that's what is absolutely great about all the coaching absolutely um you you meet different people you build those relationships with them right and and that's what um i think is a core of any interaction you have with others mm-hmm. uh, so and building those relationships happen when you are uh, uh, either the wavelengths match or you uh, communicate effectively so that there is no underlying misconceptions over there uh, and and you are able to be open and you know you don't have to put on a fake front right <laughs> that's that's when uh, things start uh, building uh, better uh, collaborations like you mentioned and relationships yeah 
Great. I always kind of wrap up by asking some key questions. So I guess to yourself, what does, you know, how do you measure success? Success for me is um, if I've grown as a person and I'm uh, and I feel content, uh, yet there is a part of me which wants to keep learning, keep growing, keep building myself. And I think that journey from where I am today to where I uh, see myself in a few years time I think that journey is what is success I think one of one of the lines I'm, I'm always saying is notice what you notice and someone else shared that last week on a podcast about what contentment is and, and that's really interesting isn't it that you start to hear different things and that it's like when you want a car and you see a red car and it's like oh you always see that red car now and you start to <laughs> share that and it's like and again well, what does that mean etc so yeah, that's really powerful. What would you tell your younger self? I would uh, tell my younger self uh, to be as driven as I was then, but at the same time, um, have have empathy. Uh, because it's, uh, you know, when I was young, uh, as uh, I had lack of awareness, so obviously I was being yeah. very brash and very yeah. uni-focused with blinkers on my eyes, couldn't see anything except the goal. Uh, so probably I would try and step back, be a little more empathetic to other people. Um, at the same time, probably I would have started my meditation mindfulness journey earlier yeah. uh, because that would have helped me calm myself, uh, you know, step out of my own self and just observe how I was mm -hmm. and understand why I reacted in a certain way, if at all. Um, so, yeah, that. But otherwise, in terms of being uh, focused, be uh, go, uh, going towards your goal, all that is fine. You know, you need to have that drive. You need to keep learning. You need to keep making mistakes and learning from that. Um, be a little more gentler to myself, possibly, <laughs> uh, because I, I used to have very high expectations of myself and uh, it was very uh, negative if I did not achieve something um, and drive myself further on that. But sometimes I think it's necessary to be gentle and give that uh, positive messages to your own self. That, all of that resonates and a profound advice for sure. What do you want to be known for as a coach? I probably would like to be known as someone who's made a difference in a person's life and helped that person to uh, move forward in whatever way, whether it's their personal life, whether it's their uh, professional life. I would love to be there uh, to help women break those glass ceilings, uh, to, uh, to have that confidence, to be able to stand up and voice their opinions, uh, to drive the diversity and inclusivity uh, uh, angle in organizations and help women to achieve that. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one of my goals. Yeah. A slightly different one here. What book has had the biggest impact to you? Uh, I wouldn't say just one book. There have been many books that have uh, created an impact. Uh, probably Bounds was one of the earlier ones. Then, of course, um, Seven Habits of Highly Influential People. Yeah. Uh, there are many such books. And, of course, plenty of podcasts that I've been listening to. All of them have had an impact on me. Yeah, I was just you just said bounce actually. That's that's really interesting. When I just said Saeed, that's the person I meant earlier. Matthew Saeed. 
yeah, so yeah. I haven't done bounce, but black box thinking, I have. Right. And then I was listening to this podcast that I shared earlier that, that just shows, doesn't it, how interesting that is. He, um, yeah, he was the person that says, not quite sure what success means if I can define it. So, yeah, an amazing, um, inspirational man with clearly, like we said, he's made an impact on the both yes. of us, hasn't he? <laughs> um, grand. So, yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate those shares, actually. And, yeah, you're spot on I need to go and that's twice bounce has come up in my world in two days so I think that's wow. the same, right <laughs> yes that is go for it read it brilliant um, and, and where can people find you if they want to reach out so um they can find me on LinkedIn I'm available there uh, I'm also there on the headstride.com uh, website uh, they can find my contact details on that um, there on Twitter. I mean, uh, just reach out to seema.menon at headstrike.com. Uh, drop an email and I'll be more than happy to respond to it. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I really value it. And it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Lovely talking to you. Too. Take care. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. I really hope you've taken some value. If you would like to focus on achieving your purpose-driven goals, then reach out and share with me one thing that's going great for you right now and one thing that you're really struggling with. Let's see if or how I can help you to leverage your business to make more money, make an impact and have more freedom. As always, go take action, make an impact and have a great day.